Hello, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to the Arrowhead Kingdom Chiefs cast live from the MKE, where we will be talking Chiefs and all things NFL. I am Chris. And I'm Josh, and today we will be talking the NFL schedule. And a big reminder that all Chiefs fans are invited to join us for game day. Visit arrowheadkingdom.org to learn more about your group and find your local chapter. Please make sure to like, share all these videos, and subscribe to our channel. Today we'll be talking about your Kansas City Chiefs with our guest, Eric Hill, who is nice enough to join us for round one of the draft, and he decide to come on with us again welcome eric thank you thank you for having me guys yeah welcome from jacksonville and yeah. uh we are of course presented by complete weddings and events your leading provider of photo video dj photo booth lighting and coordination services please visit them at completewedo.com all right before we get into the schedule i think it is in order to give a big uh welcome to the kingdom to one mike hughes who came over in a trade from the Vikings. So Brett Veach went and uh, dressed cornerback. Um, apparently, if aren't going to re-sign Rashad Breeland, or maybe we are still, but uh, picking up the Vikings 2018 first round pick, Mike Hughes. So uh, Eric, our guest, what were your thoughts on that one? I think it's going to be a huge improvement to our secondary and uh, the cornerbacks and getting Tyron Matthew a little bit of help that I think he needs. It's going to be uh, really, really good for us, I think. Andrea. Good stuff, Chris. What was your reaction? Was this better than the Orlando Brown uh, trade? Were you, were you happier about this one? <laughs> I was not. I'm not unhappy about the Orlando <laughs> Brown trade. Um, please read my blog. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. It feels a lot like, a lot like the DeAndre Baker deal. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a pretty low risk. I think they only traded what a couple of late round picks in twenty twenty two, and they they trade we traded away our six. We brought back uh, we brought back the player and the Vikings seventh. Yeah, so. and I I mean again, it's it's not a lot of capital for potentially a high ceiling player. And yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Rashad Breeland is off the table. I mean, this doesn't mean that we still couldn't go out and, and sign him or Richard Sherman or anybody else. Exactly. Brian, what were, uh, what were your thoughts besides uh, who was Mike Hughes? Yeah. No, I'm looking it up right now. You know, I'm the guy who like studies uh, for the test five minutes before the test happens. Uh, and Brian, we're taking the test right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> so I'm cheating now. Okay, so I'm watching. Okay, I'm looking, reading it up. So uh, he had four games in 2020, neck injury, uh, injury reserve. Uh, but they've said that 2019, 2020 injuries were unrelated. Played four games. Reminds me of that scene from uh, was it Necessary Roughness or Unnecessary Roughness with necessary. Scott Bakula. Yeah, yeah, necessary. necessary. It, oh, it's necessary. Texas oh, yeah. State armadillos. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was it like? Uh, Gene Hackman or I don't I forget the guy. Not Gene Hackman. It was another. The other oh. guy who docks Crowley. Uh, I forget. I don't know his name. Was it Dennis uh, Hopper? That I don't think it's Dennis Hopper. No, I think I have to look it up. I can't remember who the head. Coach All right, go was. go into go into yeah. IMDb right now. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, but Scott Bakula. You know, Scott Bakula is all thirty-two years old, and uh, he's like. You know, I haven't touched a football in 18 years. And he goes, good, your arm is rested. And yeah. so when I look at, I go four games, 2020 injury. I'm like, okay, he's rested. And they That's say great. he's fully healthy. So, all right, let's see what happens. I'm looking excited. And first round draft pick. Yeah, obviously that is nothing to sniff, uh, nothing to, to thumb your nose at. So looking good. Let's see what happens. If you got the name for that person. Uh, 
We're working on it now. I think it was um, two coaches. Now I remember one offensive guy and one defensive guy. I just can't remember the actors' names though. Uh, so Robert Loggia is who you're thinking of, Coach yeah. Wally Rigg, um, who was also in the movie Big as the uh, head of the toy company that hires <laughs> Tom Hanks as uh, character That's Josh right. Baskin to come in and play right. with all the toys and tell him what I think. He's the vice president of uh, yeah. product development or something. That was a uh, movie that I really. Can we just liked. make it a bug. You're a genius. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's a genius. <laughs> yes. You know, everybody makes something that turns into something, and this turns into a building. I mean, what kid would want to play with that? <laughs> They're pulling oh. out marketing reports and stuff. Uh, the thing that I think is funny is uh, you get into a business world, and it's it's more like that than you think. Um, yeah. that's, oh, I remember watching. Not that. inaccurate. <laughs> when I was growing up uh, in the '90s, when I was growing up, and I was like the formative years when learning about what a corporate office is supposed to look like you're watching movies from the 80s and i was so scared of going to work because everyone's yelling <laughs> at each other i have no idea where they come up with these ideas and you grow up you're like oh yeah they're just making it up as we go along I'm like yeah we're totally just making it up as we go <laughs> yeah my uh, my phrase that i always have in the office is uh we're just building the plane while we fly it that's it you know it's a real thing it's a real thing and if you uh, really want to get out of uh, some sort of product line or something, you fly the plane into the mountains. So anyway, uh, we can get into the uh, schedule now. So uh, we have an 18-week schedule, which is the new development. Uh, we, we now have a 17-game regular season. Our bye week is the 12th week, which is essentially Thanksgiving week. And it uh, looks like we have the one extra home game. So when we picked up our 17th game, that was a home game against the Packers that's conveniently right smack dab in the middle of the schedule in week nine. But what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room and we're going to go week by week with every single game on the schedule. We're going to say what we're looking forward to for this game or what we're looking for and we're going to give our prediction as a win or loss. Um, we're not doing ties, so don't even bring it up, Brian. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to see anything like that. If we were uh, voting in, uh, in like a fraternity like... meeting, you, you don't get to abstain. I guess I'm probably thinking more of other people that we dealt with, but uh, I just, I just, <laughs> well, I just, that's a throwback. Yeah. That's like Ryan, throwback. like, like Ryan Liker, we'll call him out. Uh, he would abstain oh, from everything, but uh, anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, the karma contrarian himself. Uh, all right. So uh, we're, we're going to go through and we're going to go win or loss. And then we'll all have a uh, record at the end that we can recap. And throughout this, um, we're each going to pick if we could uh, money's no object because, um, because that's definitely going to come into the play, especially this next year, uh, pick one home game at Arrowhead and one away game that you would most like to uh, go to and uh, say why on that. And then we'll wrap everything up. So let's get into week one. We start with all the fanfare, uh, the the game that was released, uh, got 18 hours before the NFL had this whole big scheduled yeah. <laughs> production to release everything, and they released half the schedule before it was done. But the uh, the fanfare came out. We are hosting the Browns once again, week one, according to our uh, almost Andy Reid, who's a who's a friend of the show in the uh, Arrowhead Kingdom. His TikTok video is loaded with Browns making excuses because the team doesn't lose in September. So, Eric, what are your thoughts on that game? <laughs> uh, coming out of that, I've got three things. Pros, middle of the road stuff, and then cons. My pro is we're coming out of that playoff game last year. Mm -hmm. We should know their offense and know their defense. We've got good tape on them. Should, be, should have been playing at their best and seeing what they've got. 
the middle of the road is I want to see that new offensive line. I want to see how it's gelling, how it's working. How are they going to work together and protecting? I want to see how much time Mahomes has. Does he have an extra five seconds in the pocket? Can he run a little bit? The cons on this is the Browns, same thing like us. They know our offense. They know our defense. They got the best of what we've got and have great tape on it. Cleveland did work a little bit in this offseason to improve, and I think they're going to be a tough team this year. I see us winning this game, but I think they're going to give everybody else on their uh, schedule a fit. Okay, sounds good. Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm hoping Andy Reid has some type of uh, package for Chad Henney to roll out on his right out of the shotgun. And uh, instead of just throwing like two yards to Tyreek Hill, he just bombs it down the field to McCall Hardman or something like that. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess on the flip side of that, Eric, I mean, we've also seen their offense and defense too. And I, I think if Mahomes doesn't get hurt in that game, I, we probably win that game by at least two scores going away. But um, I, I just can't bet against Andy Reid in week one when he's got a whole season to prepare for you. Um, I, I've got the Chiefs winning this game. Brian, what are your thoughts? Uh, basically the same thing. Uh, when I remember I remember that game, uh, the gosh, well, the playoffs game, uh, it seemed like it was a – like a blow for blow kind of thing. I remember being close, if I recall correctly. And uh, basically, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, we every game we play, uh, especially in, the, in September, it's just so been so hot lately. Uh, so, I mean, we're a tough team to beat. Obviously, we're a really tough team to beat in September. Uh, so, I mean, I just based on historical precedent and uh, what you guys just said about like knowing the offense and the weapons we have versus their weapons, I can't imagine Chiefs not taking that one, taking that one down. Yeah, and I would say that I'm aligned 100%. I expect a win for all the reasons you guys were throwing out. I mean, it's Andy Reid after not only a bye, but a whole half season. I think we're on 10 or 11 straight wins in September or something to that effect through this current streak that we're doing. Um, what this should be and what it's being billed at is uh, the, the, front, the front seven for the Browns versus the new front five for the chiefs this should be the unstoppable force versus the immovable objects and so on and so forth um i'm not i'm not really sure if i can visually picture the browns coming out of the gate hot i I, i'm not really basing that on anything but um i i definitely expect a win i wouldn't be surprised if it's close but i'm kind of expecting that we we win going away and andy reed comes out and does some stupid stuff like a chad henny uh roll out from from shotgun or something like that just to have fun um but but we'll see i mean if or, or that's uh, how he does the victory formation exactly exactly i mean if, if things if things go the way that uh i'd like to see him go henny might be playing the second half so i don't know um but but yeah, so we're uh, we're all aligned that we're uh, looking at a at a one and zero start. So then uh, the next thing we do is we go on the road to the Ravens, and it seems like we play the Ravens in the first month of the season every single year, and uh, this is going to be no exception. So uh, what are you what are you looking at? And we'll go in reverse order this time, starting with Brian. Am I the only one excited to see what our offensive line is going to be doing? Like just right out of the gate, I'm going to be looking. That's like the, the things. Obviously, we all watch what we normally watch with uh, Mahomes and all that stuff, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, our offensive line with all the weapons we picked up, just to, like you said, a movable object <laughs> kind of situation. So, yeah. so with that, uh, okay, so I, th- I 
we've been talking about the we've talked about the Ravens. I don't know how many podcasts we've done. Forties probably by at this point. And I think if I'm going to have to pick any team, assuming the Chiefs don't go sixteen and zero, which obviously it's a tall order. Well, it'll be seventeen got, this time. Seventeen. Oh yeah, geez. Okay, seven. Ooh, I got to adjust. If I'm going to pick a team that we may lose to, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens. I mean, especially if it's at Baltimore, right? It, uh, is. it, is. Um, it is. Just tough team to beat. I, everywhere you play, I'm just a tough team to beat. Uh, every time I see them play, I'm just like, I always, like, I know we've done pretty well against them lately, uh, but every time I watch them and I've watched them, uh, I, I know this because uh, when I lived uh, over the last decade, I've lived uh, in different places. And for some reason, I always find the Baltimore Ravens fans and they've been rubbing. I remember earlier in the, the decade, they're rubbing my nose in it all the time. So I just, maybe I have a little bit of PTSD in that, that, that realm. So that uh, has rubbed off in a way that I think uh, this, if, they're, if we're going to lose the ones we're going to lose for some reason, I'm leaning the Ravens. I'm going to get this one. Okay. Chris. I, I put it down as a loss. I feel like, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. And I mean, this is what the third year in a row or fourth year in a row, the fourth year in a row. Now that we're going to have Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know what the score is going to be, but I just put this down as a loss because um, I just feel like Baltimore's due for one. doesn't mean that Baltimore is going to be a better team this year, but I, I just have a weird feeling on this one. Eric, what are you thinking? As much as I hate to say it, my son played high school with Lamar Jackson, high school ball with Lamar Jackson down uh, on the beach. Cool. So uh, I think the the pros that we've got in this one is our offensive line is finally going to have hopefully have gelled and fixed any problems that may have arisen in game one going through. I think it's going to be a huge uh, aired out type game. I think it's going to be a big scoring game because Mahomes is going to drop down. The biggest thing our defense can do is stop Lamar Jackson because you know he's going to run the ball like nobody's business. Uh, he knows our run defense isn't the best in the world and hasn't been the best in the world. But the Ravens have always been the Chiefs' whipping board over the last couple of years. seems like every game we come to, regardless if it's there, if it's an arrowhead, wherever it's at, we beat them. We also got to remember Mahomes is lights out in primetime ball. Every primetime game he shows out. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I gotta say, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Eric. I, I think they win this game. Uh, I, I was kind of leaning towards where, where you guys were saying, uh, you know, four times in a row in the regular season, every squirrel finds his nut, all those things, those all make sense. But let, let's keep in mind that on draft day, we were talking about rumors that the team was possibly moving on from, Lamar Jackson we were talking about them trading their starting right tackle for what seemed like a little bit more than he just didn't want to play you know right tackle and wanted to play left so I I don't know I'm I'm not 100% positive that team's right at this moment and uh, going into the season and uh, I just I not seeing it not feeling it that's that's just where I'm at so um you know, it looks like we're split on this one. Totally understand where you guys are coming from. And we might be, you know, sitting here in six months going like, oh, wow, that Ravens team came out of the gate hot. But uh, in any event, we'll, we'll go a split for this time. Hey, and uh, Are we recording this? 
We're, oh, we're keeping track of this. I'm oh, keeping track of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm keeping track of this. <laughs> oh god. So, so right now we're uh, we're we're split on starting the season two and zero and one and one, and we get to week three against the Chargers. This is the home game against the Chargers. Eric, what are you feeling on this one? Unequivocally, we win this game. Uh, we've owned the Chargers and the entire AFC West for the last five years. Nothing should stop us. The only thing that's going to stop us is. Herbert last year had a great rookie season. Uh, if, if they can actually get more gel with their offense and their receivers, I think it's going to, it's going to test us and it may be a good test for us in our AFC West. I don't think anybody else in the AFC West is going to come close to us. And Austin Eckler isn't a superstar running back. So really what do they have, but their wide receivers and Keenan Allen and those guys. And we just brought in a new cornerback, Chris, what are you thinking? I think Patrick Mahomes is going to show Justin Herbert who actually owns this division. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning this by at least two scores. Ryan. I think the only way the LA Chargers win this win this game is if they get their helmets mixed up and somehow the LA Rams might show up instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're playing you guys. Oh, okay. I thought it was the Chargers. Okay, let's see what happens, I guess. No, yeah, uh, LA Chargers, that, that's, I just don't see it happening. Um, I mean, especially after two strong games against the Browns and Ravens, and you make some adjustments after those uh, two games of just, you know, you know those, those are going to be t- tough opponents. And I'm looking at the power rankings right now, and they have the Chargers in the 15th spot, and we're obviously number two behind the Bucks. So it's like, Obviously, though, we have the weapons, we have the talents. We are, we're going to have uh, two games that really get tightened up real fast. So, uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm on the same page. I, I don't have anything to add to that. So, uh, we're, we're starting 3-0, 1-2, and two, or 2-1 two and one, uh, across the board. So, uh, Brian, let's roll right into the Eagles. Now, this is an away game. Uh, so, this is going to be out in Philly. And uh, from what I'm hearing, there's going to be some good Chiefs tailgating at this game this upcoming year so uh brian what do you think is going to happen when we go to philly oh this is going to be ugly this one's going to be ugly we're gonna have a good tailgate um (laughs) philadelphia eagles have uh, just you know it just the philadelphia eagles that we knew during the always sunny years where they were they they were they were pretty good back in there in the, the, the prime time of always oh, sunny right if i recall correctly they were like uh, so yeah like they when they were trying out for the eagles yeah didn't they play like didn't they win yeah, the super bowl or play in this i forget yeah they, no, they, they won the they super bowl they, one year and they they did a thing yeah. where uh i think it was charlie got stuck at the bar and he was on a <laughs> ladder and uh he had jason kelsey and another player show up in a in his mind uh to come in and tell him that he was missing the game yeah what a great episode okay yeah season 13 i believe and, and frank bought a party bus and he didn't get to go yeah exactly exactly okay so yeah chiefs win this one uh and it's gonna be <laughs> ugly because because of that episode uh and the tailgate uh obviously you know i i, I know you guys are like the hardcore fans and everything but you know i'm going by my own metrics over here um and also by just like the eagles have not been the same strength that we knew back in those years and uh it seems like uh, seems like even though I know their fans are rough and tumble, I know that, and uh, anything can happen because we're t- we're talking about professional athletes here, and it's hard to win away games. It just it just is. I mean, you can play the Jets still. I mean, I still consider that a challenge in some respects, and uh, so I think that <laughs> in some respects, <laughs> hashtag some respects. <laughs> and uh, okay, yeah. So I think Chiefs be, uh, win this one. Okay, Chris. 
I got the Chiefs winning, even despite uh, Green Man will probably make an appearance at the game. Uh, another always sunny reference. But I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna go and just do that for that. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a weird game though because it's it's a pretty classic trap game because you got the Bills on the horizon here. But uh, I think it's going to be weird. It's going to feel kind of gross, but they're going to come away winning. Okay, uh, Eric. I think the Chiefs should easily win this game. Barring a catastrophic injury, we should easily destroy Philadelphia in this game. Like Chris was saying, the biggest problem I think I see is the Chiefs shooting themselves in the foot looking forward to week five rather than focusing on what's in front of them in week four. Yeah, I uh, I expect a win. I think this game is going to be uncomfortably close for two uh, reasons. One, the looking forward to the Bills game, and, and two um, – I've been to that stadium before, actually for a Chiefs game, uh, Thursday Night Football, when they inducted uh, Donovan McNabb into their ring mm-hmm. and uh, Jamal Charles went off. And, uh, and Donnie Avery did too. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I, I answered, uh, I don't know how many times, uh, are you seriously happy that Andy Reid is your coach? And I'm like, I don't understand what you want from that guy. He oh, won God. nine out of 14 divisions the time he was here. I don't know what you want. But anyway. Are you seriously happy Chip Kelly is your coach? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think they win. Um, I think the team, um, you know, is looking is looking ahead and the uh, crowd gets up and it's closer than we want it to be. But you get out of there with a win and that's really all you're trying to do. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Bills, I would say this is probably the, the first big game that we're looking at for the year. So, uh, Eric, what do you think is going to come out of the Bills matchup? This will be the big one. We're at Arrowhead. It is prime time. I've think Mahomes and Allen are just going to blow the numbers up. I think it's going to be a thousand yards of offense. Dig Sanders, Beasley, everybody on our end is just going to be just insane. Both defenses are going to get raped. I think at the end of the day, whoever has the ball last, that's who's going to win the game. So you're thinking, uh, you're thinking we're going to get a repeat of the 2018 classic Rams chiefs game. 100%. I think it's going to be 52, 55, and the thing is that comes sure. out of that is you got to realize the Bills are still salty over last year's playoff loss. Everybody had them picked to go. Bills Mafia was ready to burn the place down when they lost. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what are you picking? You got to gotta pick a winner. I'll say Chiefs because we're at a hair ahead in prime time. Okay. Uh, Chris? I'm, I'm right there with Eric. I think it's going to be back and forth, high scoring, and yeah, I, I I think Mahomes will end up with the ball last, not Allen. So I got Chiefs. Cool, Brian. Well, this might be the place where I kind of buck the trend here, only because I know it's going to be a tight one. I know it's going to be a big one, and I just know I'm going to have to eat crow because the last time we won, I made a, a gif of me punching a bag with a Bills logo on it, and I've <laughs> and I actually have quite a few Bills fans in my Facebook page and and follow me. And I have a feeling I'm going to have to eat it whenever that they probably have been waiting a whole year to like, Hey, yeah, we're going to have to, they're not going to forget about that. I'm thinking. Bag's going to punch you back this time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I guess to like maybe lean into karma, I'm going to go with bills and hoping I'm wrong. Okay. So okay. that's my pick there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the chiefs. Uh, I, I think the prime time game. And uh, I, I think that we've got a team that, fix the biggest problem they had, which was the line. And uh, I, I think they're going to be hungry. I, I think they probably are going to end up meaning this, take it back more than they meant run it back. 
in, in some ways. I think we're going to see more just anger behind it and everything. So uh, week six, we go back out on the road. This is going to be the, the next big Arrowhead Kingdom tailgate. We play the Washington football team and whoever they decide to put under center. Um, good Ron <laughs> Rivera team. But uh, Brian, what are you uh, what are you thinking for the Washington football team? Oh, you know, um, I'm thinking chiefs on this one. Um, they, you know, it was, uh, that, that their division last, that was like a, that was a fun thing to talk about last year was that division. Um, or, uh, the, uh, I forget what it is. This is the NFC. Was it East one or uh, what, what, which one yeah. is it? It's NFC East. East. Yeah, okay, it's I'm getting, East. I'm getting better at memorizing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. What were we like talking about? You win seven games, you make it to yeah. the playoffs. What seven the hell? Nine, yeah. What the yeah. hell? All you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh with that kind of talent and with that kind of competition i'm like uh yeah we're the chiefs so no uh we're gonna win this one <laughs> so yeah. i'm yep. just by by those numbers that's what i'm going with all right chris what do you got so i i'm thinking there's gonna be at least one pick six if it fits magic in this game and i could see it being something like willie gay or you know someone unexpected or juan thornhill but uh i i think the football team is I think they'll be able to keep the game relatively low scoring, but ultimately it's going to be the football team's offense um, probably turning the ball over too much. So, so, I you, you, so you think Fitzmagic is still the starter in week six? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, who else do they have? I, I don't know, but. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eric, what do you think of this game? <laughs> I don't care. I mean, the I don't know. only way the Chiefs lose, again, catastrophic injury uh Mahomes is gonna have Madden numbers he's gonna have crazy out of the wall numbers but Ryan Fitzmagic always finds a way to win to pull something a rabbit out of his hat at the last second so I think there's gonna be a lot of Fitzpatrick to McLaurin yep yep and uh Fitzmagic is definitely uh one of those guys that when he has a good game, he has a good game, but, uh, and so you're, you're picking the, you're picking, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it looks like we're all uh, picking the chiefs in that one again. Um, so the second of our back-to-back, uh, road games is, uh, going to Tennessee. So we're going to Nashville, which is once again, going to be another big tailgate. Um, so Eric, what are you thinking out of this game? We've already teamed King Henry tamed King Henry once. We can do it again. I just hope that Spags doesn't focus everything on Henry because Tannehill still can make numbers and still get good numbers and good passing to their receivers. Granted, I have the Chiefs win, but it's going to be a lot closer and a lot better game than most people are thinking. Yep. And uh, this is in uh, late October, so we should still have decent enough weather. It might be a little cold. Uh, you're going to get some wind in Nashville right by the river, but uh, we shouldn't be looking at uh, blizzard-type conditions. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm still waiting to see a regular season game against the Titans. That's not completely weird. Um, so yes. I, I put this down as a loss just because I, I'm just jaded that way against playing the Titans in the regular season. Um I don't really have any rationale for it. I'm not going to predict what's going to happen because honestly, that's what really happens in these games is just a lot of weird stuff. So I'm, I'm going to put this down as an L. Brian, what do you got? I am torn on the fence. I'm going to leave it to the cards. Let me just shuffle the deck here. Do one of these. And if I draw an ace, we win. Ah, we win. How about that? Sorry, All right. Okay. All right, we're winning. It's in the cards. 
So yeah, we win this one. It's gonna be close, but we win that one. You, yeah, cards are spoken. Yeah, I, uh, I I think this is gonna be a less weird game than than normal. Um, I think that uh, you're we're gonna find out that uh, their offense used uh, Corey Davis and Johnu Smith um, a little more intrinsically than uh, than the the Titans thought when they let them both leave. So. Uh, I think we end up, uh, you know, winning, but it'll be a battle. Derrick Henry is probably going to put up a ton of yards and um, we're going to, we're going to throw a bunch. Uh, It's going to come to a point where we're going to have enough of a lead that the Titans are going to have to throw the ball more than um, is, is comfortable for them. And uh, we'll be able to stop AJ Brown from running completely wild. And I don't really know who else they throw it to. So uh, I think we win that game as well. Um, as of right now, uh, we have Eric and I as total believers starting the season seven and zero as we roll into week eight, where we host the New York Giants. Brian, what do you think? Hey, can I just make a point of order here, Josh? Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? You can. I want. I want Chris. Can you go first this time? I want Chris to go first this time. Is that All right. Well, we'll have, we'll have Chris go. We'll go. We'll go in a. We'll go in a crisscross, starting with Chris. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, warm it up here then um i i got the chiefs being salty coming off that weird loss to the giants or to the texans and they're going to take it off out on the giants on monday night football it's just going to be a slaughter and daniel jones will probably get benched in this game so i got nice nice uh eric what do you think You've got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, if he can stay healthy, Galladay, Shepard, and Ingram. I mean, on paper, the Giants look great. But they it's like they can never get everybody together at the same time at the same place. Half of the team shows up one week. The other half shows up the next week. Uh, again, Chiefs are going to blow them out. Primetime Monday night game. Uh, my losses for the Chiefs are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Sure. Uh Brian, do you want me to go now? I can go. Hold on, I can go. <laughs> okay. He <laughs> just wanted to buy himself some more time. That's why he had to go first. <laughs> You're making us sound like Brian. Can you go? <laughs> like I'm some sort of jerkers. You know, I want to mix it up a little bit. You know. No, I, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here. Uh, Giants are in the same spot they were last time in terms of rankings. Uh, what they traded out their each of their first two picks, uh, maneuvering for a trader that Dave. Gettleman? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Gettleman. Yeah, he's their GM, yeah. So, uh, it, it's like, I mean, I'm going by, obviously, like, uh, competitiveness that I saw over the previous year. And, obviously, we know how explosive our team is. We watch them every game. We watch every down. We watch every pass and every run. And, we, you know, and, and for, like, uh, that's what's fun when you when you go up against other hardcore fans. They watch every down of their team. And then you, like, get excited for saying, like, you you haven't seen nothing yet. you you got to see how we do this. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and... <clears throat> So when I see things like the New York Giants, to me, I mean, the, the amount of noise uh, they made last year obviously was kind of quiet. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I, Eli is Eli Manning still the quarterback? I think he is. Is he not? No, Daniel Jones is. E- Eli Manning yeah. retired. Yeah, he's when busy. He's red hot on his wings right couple, now. A couple years ago. Couple years. Okay. Oh my God, that's how bad I am at this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in, I mean, in fairness, the Giants haven't really been relevant enough to to care about this. And uh, right right now, New York is uh, just getting its soul beat in on a regular basis. You could you could have done that punching bag thing and put New York City football on there, and that would have been appropriate. And I don't think you'd be getting any karma back because the Giants and the Jets suck. And the the biggest 
uh, city in the, the, the continent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. how Europe. Yeah, eight point four million people. I looked it up today, by the way, um, because I saw Austin, Texas, is past the two million uh, population mark uh, as of this year. But neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Chiefs win this one. Long story short, <laughs> Chiefs win. Yeah, so I, uh, I I'm down with uh, I'm I'm gonna say that Sterling Shepard's hurt, Daniel Jones gets benched, and Gettleman gets fired after this game. I think this is the uh, straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, and, and really at this point, I don't even know that there's straws at the, uh, anymore. This is the uh, cinder block that finally makes uh, the, the giants ownership just be like, all right, fine. We didn't get it right again. Um, and, and, and uh, yeah, I think a horrible primetime blowout in the middle of the season to the chiefs is, uh, is going to be the this thing. matchup on Monday night football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, this, this one was wishful thinking uh, by yeah. the NFL. I listened to a, a ton of uh, Colin Cowherd and uh, like mad dog radio, just, you know, driving around the past couple of days. And um, there's, there's some really interesting takes, especially I, I I've always loved listening to Colin Cowherd and he was talking about the uh, schedule and just some of the uh, nice gems that, the uh nfl uh through one and so earlier today he had pete uh pete schrager on and they were talking about how um week four the uh buccaneers go to foxborough and tom brady yeah. is something like 1100 yards short of passing drew Brees for all time <laughs> passing oh, so if, if he uh throws the ball for roughly 250 to 300 yards the first three weeks of the season he might get to break that record in in Foxborough with Bill Belichick sitting on the other side. I'm rooting for that. Uh, I um, hope he comes up like two yards short. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty salty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've always I've always liked Brady. I, I I can't say that I I don't. I've always liked just, Brady, and um, I just it, have a vendetta after the Super Bowl right now. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't feel this way. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick's a curmudgeon and, you know, watching somebody like that get slapped upside the face and in front of the world's funny. And that's what I'm rooting for. So um, I I do want to point out that uh, speaking of that, I do uh, tip of the hat to the Jet, uh, the Giants, because they did have that amazing Super Bowl win over the Patriots that one year that stopped them from the perfect season. And uh, so we always have we will always have that. Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I amend my sentiment. I hope he breaks it, and then he gets sacked for 10 yards and he loses it. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yep. That would be incredible. So you're, you're talking like he uh, drops the ball in victory formation and the uh, Patriots pick the ball up. Um, after after uh, like yeah. a 10 minute break to like yeah, give yeah. he throws confetti. a screen to james white and james white just starts running backwards <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go oh that's great um all right so we'll go into uh week nine which is the bonus game with the uh green bay packers coming to town and uh i'll, I'll go ahead and jump on this one and go first to to mix stuff up I'm, I'm putting this one down as a loss, um, mainly just because I think that when we finally get the uh, Mahomes-Rogers uh, game that we want, uh, you know, uh, Rogers is going to come out. He's going to be, you know, firing. And after an 8 no start, we maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit. You know, I'm not exactly sure how the whole thing is going to go down, but for, for whatever reason, this is just one of the, uh, the losses that I had circled on the, on the calendar. So, uh, 
Brian, what are you thinking for this game? Obviously, this is the this is a big one. Now, is Brett Favre still the quarterback for Green Bay? Correct if I'm wrong. No, it's Bart Starr. Oh, Bart Starr. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, and for for the record, I don't think it's going to be Jordan Love. Um, I, I don't think no, Rodgers is going anywhere. So. He's going to be playing no. in Green Bay for at least. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yeah. Well, I know this is a marquee. This is the marquee game right here. And uh, so I gave two up too early uh, in the season uh, with uh, kind of heavy hitters. I think this is going to be one of those really, really good wins that we have right here. This is where I think we, um, because I gave up two earlier in the season uh, that were painstaking. I know this is going to be heavyweights trading blows back and forth, hitting hard. Um, And, and it's just, um, it's one of those things like uh, we get to we get to the ninth game of the season. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a lot, you know, we're halfway through the season, um, and and you know this is when things start to like. Obviously, a lot of adjustments have been made. Uh, you know, this is when injuries start to you know uh, injuries come into play here, and we got to rest people uh, up and everything. Uh, I mean, okay, I should say, assuming Mahomes is the quarterback, we win this game. I should give that caveat, uh, and it's going to be close. All right, so Brian's thinking this is one that the BCS committee would call a good win, uh, maybe a signature <laughs> win. I don't know, uh, Eric. What are you What are you thinking on this one? I know you said you had some losses coming up. Is this one of them? This is one of them. Yeah. And the thing is, is just what Brian was saying. You know, we're at week nine. The boys are getting tired. They're getting beat up. We've had two, three heavyweight fights already. Can we take another one and keep it up? That's the problem that we're going to run into. I think we're going to run out of gas uh the next couple weeks okay i got the Packers. see this is where my my prediction kind of sets up a different scenario because there's going to be no dragon for aaron Rodgers to slay because this team is going to be what i think six and two by my count and i think this is where mahomes is going to step up again and yeah i mean finally you know two years in the making the, the Rogers Mahomes matchup is finally going to happen. But I, I got, I got the chiefs winning this game. Uh, I got them winning by a touchdown, but in, in pretty much in victory formation is what I got. <clears throat> All right. Chris roll into the Raiders uh, away week 10. And this will be another big arrowhead kingdom tailgate in Las Vegas. I want to go. Can we go. Yeah, uh, the only thing that's that's making me have any real pause about potentially doing that is uh, everything that I'm seeing. It's it's gonna be something like six, seven hundred bucks to walk in the door at that place, mm-hmm. which is yeah, I just in their new stadium. Well, the funny thing is, like when I look at Groupon tickets, like the hotels in Vegas, it's like twenty five bucks a night. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I guess I can do that, but. Yeah, Unless so, I'm thinking of 2017 numbers, I don't know. Yeah, so in, in an event, this is the uh, second weekend of uh, November. We got November 14th, so that's a, that's a hell of a time to start going from places like Kansas and Wisconsin. Um, it's, it's generally still fairly mild, but uh, that Vegas weather is pretty awesome in November, so um, this, would, this would be a good, uh, good tailgate. So I'm, I'm just going to throw this out right here if, if I was going to be going to uh any game on the road this is 100 percent mine but uh chris what are you uh what are you thinking for uh for a result here i think this will be the raiders super bowl i think the chiefs will be coming off a pretty emotional win against the packers kind of weird to say that uh, you're going into your rival but the raiders are going to be garbage 
somewhat or mediocre. Uh, I got I got the Raiders winning this game, but you know, not it's not going to be like the, the forty to thirty two like last year. I think it's going to be, you know, maybe something a little bit. I I don't see them being up by two scores most of the second half. I I think maybe they they end up scoring late and then they just you know. The Chiefs just aren't able to overcome the deficit, something like that. But I got it. I got down as an L. Brian, what do you got? Oh, by the way, I was thinking twenty bucks a night. I was take basing that off. Uh, we watched Rain Man last night, and I guess Tom Cruise paid twenty bucks for a hotel with Dustin Hoffman and that one hotel just outside. So I'm, that's what I was thinking. I got the twenty dollar number because that was before that that awesome scene where they counted cards. Uh, just so you know. By, by the way, you one hundred percent can get a twenty thirty dollar hotel room in downtown Vegas. You can stay at like four <laughs> queens in some of those places. Now you're gonna pay a, a resort fee, but uh, paying under forty bucks for a room is is still a real thing. Hey, if we go there, Josh, can bring your golf clubs. I want to play golf there. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll play golf in Vegas. <laughs> okay, so I think I had the Chiefs winning this one, uh, even though like. They had their stupid little first time we played them last year. They had their stupid little win against us and the stupid little victory lap. I do think there's going to be a team that um, uh, we're kind of going with uh, Chiefs losing to the heavy hitters. There's going to be a game we lose this season coming up that we should, I and on paper not lose, and that just that happens. I don't think this is that game at this point. Um, but uh, no, I think Chiefs win this one. Eric, what do you got? I got the Raiders. They're going to be tough. It's going to be a prime time. Derek Carr is going to come out. And regardless, whenever we play the Raiders, if it's at home, if it's away, it's always a tough game. Uh, the Chargers and the Broncos, we can usually handily beat. I don't know what it is about the Raiders, but they always have our number. And it's bullcrap calls and plays that get us. Yep, I'm uh, I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I've, I've got back-to-back losses, Packers and Raiders, and uh, this just kind of feels like one of those games. Um, hope Brian's right. That's <laughs> all so, so I'll say about that one. Uh, so the next one we're going to get to is the uh, home game that I'd like to go to. We have the brand versus the brand. So we've got the biggest brand for a team in the Dallas Cowboys coming to Arrowhead, playing against the biggest brand and a player in uh, one Patrick Mahomes. So uh, we should be seeing Dak and his weapons against uh, Patrick and his weapons. And uh, Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got for this uh, Cowboys-Chiefs matchup? The biggest thing is Sean Lee retired. He was one half of that Vander Esch Lee defensive that kept Dallas somewhat together. Can Vander Esch hold the rest of it together without him on the other end? I don't think so. I think the, the Chiefs are going to demolish the Cowgirls. Uh, it's just going to be that way. I know Zeke will come in and try to do big. I know Dak. I followed Dak since he was at Mississippi State as a freshman uh, through all the way through to following him in Dallas. I, I love him to death, but I think the Chiefs are definitely going to hand him a big loss. Chris, what are you thinking? I don't think the Cowboys are going to be very good this year. Their offensive line's not good. I actually think Zeke has passed his prime. And that defense is awful. I, I'm going to go so far to say I think Mahomes is going to be is going to pass for close to 500 yards in this game. Um, <laughs> so I, I got the Chiefs running away in this one. Brian, what do you got? Well, we all know the intimidation factor of that power division known as the NFC East, and uh, I think they're, <laughs> they're going to come out. There's Brian. <laughs> they're going to come out swinging with everything they got, and they're going to lose by two touchdowns. 
yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm pretty much in the the same boat as you uh, with with Zeke, Chris. I, I don't think he's that good anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that he was that uh, you know, disease of the big paycheck, and and he's just been you know softer since then. The Cowboys line's old. Um, Dak is gonna keep this game interesting by you know playing his face off in this situation, and I, I think he's gonna have a good season, but. Um, it, he's going to get sacked a lot. It's Mike know. McCarthy, yeah. you know, Mike McCarthy's not going into Arrowhead and winning a game. No, nope. not happening. So, uh, okay. Um, so it looks like we're all picking wins on that one. So as we get to the bye week, it looks like uh, Eric and I and Brian are looking at nine and two for the record going into the bye week, and Chris is looking at eight and three. So um, definitely. Can I make a motion here? Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Finally, I get a damn Thanksgiving that I can rest and relax and not have to stress out about who we're playing on the front or the back end, and I can actually focus on family that week. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, you go. True, there yeah. you go. There you go. I can enjoy Finally. playing trains and automobiles without having to worry about football. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All I got to do is, is spend another Thanksgiving. Like, why do the Cowboys and Lions have to be playing on Thanksgiving? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And Brian, I uh, I think the John Hughes movie you're really looking for is Home Alone. This is the beginning of Home Alone season. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning of Home Alone season. We got uh, we got John Candy, uh, Boca Boca. That's right. We're big in Sheboygan. Yeah, we're big in Sheboygan. So uh, I I I always thought that scene was funny, but it, it's one of those when you go back and watch movies that came out when you were a little kid. Um, you watch them again when you're older and, and they're just funnier, but living in Wisconsin as well, that might be one of the funniest scenes yeah. in, in movies period, just knowing uh, where these places are. So um, Chris, were you, were you around when the cramp and Adler show was on one Oh two one? It sounds familiar. I didn't listen to a lot of one Oh two one, but that okay, does sound okay. familiar. So um, <clears throat> there, there was this morning radio show and, and we'll say this was like 10 years ago at this point, but it was two mm-hmm. guys and this was the uh, alternative rock station, but it was cramp and Adler in the morning and they were just uh, banter back and forth when you're driving to work. But all of a sudden one day there's like, you know, we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done uh, what's more Sheboygan. And what they would do is they would pull out the Sheboygan newspaper and just look for the most ridiculous story. And Sheboygan's not a big town. Um, got it. It's what, Chris? Probably 50, 60,000 people, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's right yeah. on Lake Michigan. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And I'm not, I'm not even going to look it up. But it's, it's an hour north of Milwaukee. It's halfway from yeah. Milwaukee to Green Bay along the, uh, the interstate that runs straight north out of downtown. And um, you can surf there because it gets windy enough. Um, surf for there. like a one week a year <laughs> kind of like how you can go skiing in wisconsin um, yeah. you know i moved here from colorado so anyway um but uh so, so there's stuff like that that goes on but um at, at, in a town of that size you have big companies like kohler for mm-hmm. example and, and and so there's like all these big yeah. manufacturing companies and things of that nature and uh there's just some crazy people and you have news periodicals that don't have anything better to cover but so they would they would pull these stories out and they would read two stories and, and say which of those is more sheboygan and, and callers would call in now this uh this pretty quickly devolved into uh people just calling and saying the most like evil uncalled for things about this town and just be like oh people are just worthless dirt bags and blah 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 but at the beginning it was kind of cheeky and fun and, and you would have people talking about these 
these weird news stories. So that, that's what I think of when I think of Sheboygan. <laughs> but, uh, yes, it's it's closer to Manitowoc than Milwaukee for you um, making a murderer fans. But yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 And it's up in uh, up in Paper Valley, um, yep. you know, right to if you drew a triangle from Green Bay to Sheboygan and then Appleton, yeah. Wisconsin, which I don't know who's drawing that triangle, but uh, you can pull out a map at home and, and look at that. Uh, Appleton's quaint. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, but they got uh, a brewery. <laughs> but so, some of the some of the biggest um, paper mills are up there, and yeah, uh, yeah. so in addition to manufacturing around the Great Lakes, uh, you're going to see a lot of printing. Um, but Kimberly Clark, which is mm-hmm. most paper towels you're buying and Huggies diapers and stuff like that, are all based up in the uh, yeah. Appleton area. So, um, I, I guess while we're uh, on the bye week, uh, I picked the Chiefs to win that, and I'm drinking bourbon tonight. What do you guys have? Uh, I'm having bourbon as well. Um, nice. so yeah, this, this is where Andy Reed goes into his laboratory and, and comes up with a nightmare for the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. I'm drinking a uh, rebel yell. Uh, they don't sponsor Ooh. us, but we'll pick up the phone if they call. Uh, so yeah, let's roll into that, uh, Broncos game, Chris, uh, how, uh, how bad do you think this beating is going to be? I'm, I'm going to put wins in across the board. Cause I don't want to take the time to think about this when when you guys are all giving your takes so uh chris how bad do you think this one's gonna be <laughs> i think for some reason drew Locke is gonna start this game because i mean teddy bridgewater is you know he's he's he gets hurt every now and then i got some weird feeling it'd be drew lock and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a massacre i i just in arrowhead in arrowhead in arrowhead um so yeah the chief's running away all right eric what uh what do you, what do you think this beatdown is going to look like <laughs> still have melvin they still have melvin gordon they do he still runs all over the place drew lock's gonna be he's not gonna put up major numbers but i think they're gonna keep it closer than i think i still have the chiefs winning uh sutton judy lock and fant all get together we could be in a little bit of trouble, but I think we're still going to persevere and win. I, I think Tyron Matthews is going to have more catches from Drew Locke than uh, <laughs> Jerry Judy will. I'm going to go on record saying that. You know what, Chris? I hope you're exactly correct. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you got? Well, you're not so fast there, Josh. You know, Ooh. I got the W. Yeah, Chiefs are going to win, but that's with Aaron Rodgers not at the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is not going to Denver. <laughs> no, <he's not. laughs> Suppose they clone like multiplicity style <laughs> that movie with Michael Keaton. Yeah, they would yeah. get the clown version. Yeah, the one that shades his. <laughs> no, tongue. look at the badass version. Who was like all, all awesome? All right, now Chiefs win unless they find a way to, I don't know, do a Jurassic Park uh, kind of situation where they multiply and, and clone people. But yeah, no, uh, Chiefs win. So on the back-to-back home game, uh, two weeks in a row, we uh, bring the Raiders in the next week. I- I'm going to go first. We're going to curb stomp those guys as a thank mm-hmm. you for what they do to us in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in agreement. All right. So I, I hope we we have we take a victory lap in our bus afterward after that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what do you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not the this is not the one I expect them to lose either. Uh, that we should not lose on paper. So yeah, this is going to be a revenge fun game. We're going to enjoy this yep. one. All right, so then uh, we have the away game against one uh, formerly San Diego, now L.A. Chargers. Uh, Brian, what are you thinking from this one here? 
Well, you know, geez, I'm, I'm looking at these numbers here. I have taken two from the Raiders, taken two from the Broncos, even though we haven't gone to the Broncos yet. I mean, that really makes me feel like I know I love my team, obviously, but I know they're not invincible. I still think I win this one, but my God, we're starting to, I feel like it's going to get starting to wear down a little bit and we got to start at these numbers at this point. Uh, I know that usually it's the last game where they start like, you know, um, making the adjustments and think, start thinking about that. Uh, we're not quite there yet, obviously in week, uh, week 15, but, uh, but yeah, I think we win this one. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I just, I hate being so predictable um, because I know there's a lot of very talented players out there, uh, but we just, we, with history, the recent history has shown anything. We just, we know what we're doing and we made some amazing moves in the off season. And hopefully uh, by this time, if they come out hot, uh, that offensive line giving them homes the time he needs by this point, they better be there. Obviously they'll be firing on all cylinders uh, barring any uh, injuries of any kind, but they'll be tough to get around. So yeah, I think the chiefs take care of this one. Brian, I'd love to see you coach pro sports just so we can watch the press conferences where you talk about yes. how formidable the opponents were after the uh, after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. No, I think I feel like I would be like. Uh, no, I would. I would do all the canned responses that are like, don't say anything but say something, like. Uh, like you know, uh, we're we're gonna. Do, what, what's that line? That scene from Bull Durham, where he's like, "Look, don't oh. say anything." Yeah, yeah. Be it's just like, hey, friend. you know, what we're really doing is uh, we're taking this one game at a time. You know, I mean, we're playing a bunch of talented opposition, and uh, you know, it's on to tomorrow at this point. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're just lucky we survived and got out of there alive. Have you seen how big those guys are? They're like yeah. six nine, four hundred pounds. <laughs> I don't know how our guys don't die. Of course, they're like six nine, four hundred pounds, but I'm just freaking out the whole time on the sidelines. That would be me. That would be me in the press conference. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you got uh, for for the Chargers? We uh, win or loss? I think the Chargers are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I, I think they're good enough. This will be, you know, a big game for them. I got I got the Chargers winning this game. Now, I, I also forgot to mention the game that I would go to in Arrowhead would be the Packer game because I'm I really want to see Rodgers Mahomes. This would actually be the away game I would go to because I would really like to see that new L.A. stadium full with people go to L.A. in December. And plus, you know, there's going to be plenty of red jerseys in that crowd. So and, and plus it's going to be I think it's going to be a really good game, but uh, I'm going to take the Chargers winning this. So this is going to be actually a sneak preview. This will be the last loss I hang for the Chiefs here. Yep. And uh, we're also looking at another big uh arrowhead kingdom uh tailgate presence there mm -hmm. so uh eric what do you uh what do you got i think it's gonna be a big chiefs win uh it's a, another primetime thursday night game i think it's our last primetime game mm -hmm. of the season so they're definitely going to want to let everybody see it because they're not going to see us in primetime again till possibly the playoffs so i think it's going to be a big win a big big game uh mahomes is, should put up great numbers in that one yeah, I've, I've got to go with Chris here. I'm putting this one down as a loss as well. I think that uh, by this time, uh, the, the Chargers have a little bit of mojo trying to go for a playoff game. And, uh, you know, four, four and two is still owning the division, but, um, you know, got to throw a little bit of respect at the teams that are putting something of a squad together. So uh, I'm going to go with that being my third and final loss as, as well to, to go. So uh, then we get into the last three games of the season. So week 16, 17, and 18, we got the Steelers at home, then the Bengals and the Broncos away. 
Um, keep in mind, uh, unless the NFL decides that they're going with eight playoff teams, we're still looking at one one seed left. And uh, so uh, as we as we go into this, Eric, I'll have you go first. Uh, what do you think is going to be the result of the Steelers home game? Oh, this is the one that perplexed me, but I think it's going to be a Chiefs win. Roethlisberger's old. It's his last year, I'm thinking. He, he's not playing what he used to, as good as he used to. Uh, his numbers are going to be down, and hopefully our numbers are up. Um, I still have another loss coming to us. Okay. And I'll okay. explain it. Gotcha. So uh, we got a Steelers uh, victory over the Steelers um, from Eric. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Um, I, I think this is going to be a rock fight, but I don't think the Steelers are going to have enough offense in this game. And it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes' worst game of the year, which, you know, his worst game is a lot of other quarterbacks' best game. Yeah. But I, I do think that this is going to be a, a tough one just because that Steeler defense is, is really good and Mike Tomlin can still coach. But, um, yeah, Steelers won't be able to score enough points. I got, I got a Chiefs win on this one. It's day after Christmas, uh, definitely have, uh, have some potential weather going on there. Brian, what are you thinking? Uh, I think this is the one one of them where I'm thinking lost. Um, uh, Steelers are obviously um, still ranking in the upper uh, upper third of the league. Uh, they Roethlisberger, you know, he's not he's been he's fading and he's getting uh, he just isn't doing what he normally does. But he's still a competitor and he's still uh, he knows what he's doing. They obviously he knows how to win games. So this is one of those games that I think uh, even though it's one of those home games that we probably obviously should win. But I think this is the one that bites us in the ass, and uh, we uh, we walk out with an L on this one. But we still are looking good for what's coming up in the postseason. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Chiefs win. I mean, I I did a, an off season thing with a guy named Josh Roswag here recently, who's from uh, Pittsburgh, and everybody that I've ever known from Pittsburgh, which which is a pretty substantial amount of people, um, they they relish the uh, the people that pick against their team because they expect to be there every year and. Uh, to me, when you see a not confident uh, Steelers fan uh, who's saying things like, you know, I'm just happy that we got uh, hockey going on because the, <laughs> the Pirates are just hot garbage and always have been and always will be. Um, to, to me, I kind of take that seriously. And uh, I also don't know a ton of people from Pittsburgh that try to do the reverse curse, uh, good good juju whatever you want to call it because uh they've never had any reason to believe that that exists when it comes to football so i, I think that steelers fans are truly bracing for a, a bad season and they uh understood how much of an anomaly that uh 12 and 0 start was last year and and how uncalled for that actually was so uh i i don't i don't think the chiefs have any trouble with this one uh, so staying in the AFC North, we have the uh, Bengals. Uh, Brian, what do you think we're going to see from the Bengals? Good old Sin City. And this isn't the Bengals, uh, <laughs> so there's no walking like an Egyptian or anything like that. I, yeah. I want you to talk about a football game. <laughs> My wife and I, we refer to Cincinnati as Sin City uh, because whenever we, w- we went there, that we just had the best time. And uh, I would... <laughs> I would howl like an, like an idiot. Highly, out. highly underrated city. You can have a ton of fun in Cincinnati. It's highly underrated. Spectacular. Highly underrated. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Um, well, football focus headquarters are there too. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've also got uh, the second biggest Hofbrau house, I believe, in the country I beside uh, Vegas. By the, by the river? Or is it by the river? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. You can do some uh, shot ski. They got the big uh, German beer hall and everything like that. Now, Cincinnati's good stuff. Their uh, area around the uh, stadium is uh, is a good time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah I can't say enough good things. When we were there, uh, um, Tanya loved it because I uh, reminded her actually of Kiev. <laughs> she had a feeling like the, the city in the middle of the river and running around and everything. So we Did you guys get knifed and uh, like mugged at knife point or whatever because that happens? <laughs> We didn't get the full Cincinnati experience or Kiev experience. <laughs> the, the Kiev experience. <laughs> full Kiev experience. No, we did not. Uh, but, but no, great town, great city, and a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, with that said, Chiefs will yeah destroy them, and that'll be that. Chris, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, they're going to be playing for for the one, number one overall seed, according to my predictions. Uh, you know. I think Joe Burrow is going to improve this year, but the Bengals just, they're not going to have enough fire, you know, firepower to keep up with Kansas city. And again, when you got a motivated Kansas city team, I guess in January, not December at this point, playing for a one seed, I get the chiefs winning this game convincingly. Yeah. Our last two games are uh, January 1st and 9th. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Chiefs win. Uh, just what, Chris was saying Joe Burrow is going to be make trying still trying to still make a big name for himself. And he played pretty good last year. Middle of the road talent, Joe Mixon. Eh, you know, he could be better, but, but I see us blowing them out. Cool. Yep. I, I agree. I, I don't think the Bengals uh, have anything for us. And uh, Paul Brown stadium is going to be uh, you know, a, a very red paintable uh, situation the day after new year's. Um and uh, I, you know, that that's uh, it's not a far drive from Milwaukee. I might, uh, Brian, we might have to talk about a little bit of Sin City. I want to go to Sin City. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe we do New Year's in Indianapolis because that's uh, what rational people do. <laughs> you know what? Let's just do a little Oxford, little uh, little Indy, little Indianapolis, little Cincinnati. We'll just, we'll just like do the circuit, you know. Walk around yeah, there and that's yeah, some Dayton, Ohio. Let's go see. Let's go see some, you know, those those streetcars that they have the, on the, the tra- railroad tracks. Yeah, yeah, cool. good stuff. All right, uh, Eric, we're going to start with you on this Broncos game. You said something about another loss coming up. I uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how you see this going. Do you think we have everything locked up for a one seed? And we just don't play, or that's exactly my thought. And yeah. that's what's happened the last couple of years is that we have come to this week, and we. I've got everything locked up. We're not going to hurt everybody. We play in our practice squad. Henny gets more time in. We're getting everything done that we need done. And all of our starters are in civics watching the game from the sidelines. And we're going to lose that game. I I agree with you with everything that you talk about in the game, but I think they still win. Swear I'm at. Swear I'm at. Uh, it's in January in Denver, so you can guarantee there's going to be four foot of snow on the ground. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I, I still think they win. I just yeah, I you're making my point that. harder. Actually, I think I'm I, re- more I really, right think, I really think the Broncos suck that bad. I, I really do. Uh, Chris, go for it. <laughs> well, based on my scenario, I think you know they're going to go in twelve and four. I think they're going to be tied with the Bills at that point. They're going to own this tiebreaker, so they're going to have. They're going to need this game. And I also think Patrick Mahomes will set the single season passing yardage record in this game. Um, 
with a bit of an asterisk. I was going to say with or without go, the asterisk. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put the asterisk on it, but he's going to go all above and beyond that. You're really not going to be able to uh, to to doubt. I guess put that asterisk on it too much. But yeah, I got the Chiefs so, winning. So let me ask you this: How many yards above hmm. do you think warrants not having an asterisk in a 17 game season? Um, two fifty. Okay. Okay. I mean, Brian, by, those, by those metrics, I just think just go through the first 16 games and say, did you pass it through that? Uh, that's how I would measure it personally. Like, uh, but obviously, uh, there's a lot of different ways we can argue that. Uh, but yeah, I'm with Eric on this one. This is where I think like uh, they're gonna like we did last year, last season. Um, uh, we, uh, you know, you put the you put the uh, you rest your your studs and you put in your backup studs and uh, you. Uh, you know, you, you see, what, see what they got because, you know, we need it. Uh, we need, uh, if I recall correctly, that Chad Henney situation worked out uh, whenever Mahomes uh, got uh, knocked, knocked around pretty good. And we need somebody with some, uh, he had, he had, a, he got a few, a whole game of snaps the, the, the game before. And I remember Prince thinking, like, right. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> keep it together. So, uh, but yeah, so I think this, we lose this one um, based on the, just kind of the historical precedent based on that, which is obviously, um, which means that we're doing well. Uh, what I should be saying is we had a good season at this point. All right. So to uh, recap at this point, uh, I, I'm going with a win, uh, obviously. So uh, Eric and I are thinking 14 and three season. Chris and Brian are thinking 13 and four season. Um, I think we're all kind of aligned that we're thinking, uh, you know, one seed is, is what we're playing for. And we're probably going to end up getting um, so, uh, I, I wanted to be in the building in Arrowhead against the Cowboys, and I wanted to go to Vegas for the Raiders. Uh, Chris, what were your home and away? You wanted Packers and then yeah. away to the Chargers? Yep. Okay, Eric, what were you thinking? I was thinking the Packers and Vegas. Yep, yep, okay. And then, uh, Brian, your, your away was the Bengals, right? Sin City. Sin City, baby. Sin City. So what's the home game you would want? So to do what? So if you could go to any home game at Arrowhead and any away game, I, I, I forgot you didn't get the notes for this. Uh, so what's the home <laughs> game that you would want to go to? And what's the away game you'd want to go to? Okay. Yeah. Sin city. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be sweet. Or um, what home game? Uh, Green Bay. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's that. Um, you know, I, I think we're all expecting big things. Uh, I, I'll just for one say that I really think that, uh, this whole take it back tour is going to be uh, said with a, with a lot of passion that the team's going to be pretty riled up. I think they're going to come out hungry. Um, if there's been any question about how hungry Brett Veach is to get this uh, team back to the Super Bowl, I don't think there's, there's any question left for that at, at this point. So, um, you know, if, uh, if he somehow manages to go, Oh, for six on the offensive line. That's the only way that I see us uh, not being, um, you know, highly competitive and uh, putting a, putting a solid run towards another Super Bowl appearance and uh, hope hopefully another victory here as well. But, um, but yeah, I think that's uh, kind of where we're all aligned. So uh, looking forward to this season coming up. The best uh, thing about the NFL schedule coming out is that, the uh, prospects of being part of an NFL season become very real at this point. So looking forward to that. Um, So uh, yeah, I think at this point we can get to our 
parting shot situation. So, uh, Brian, what is uh, what is yours? We'll let you go first. Well, I read in the news the other day that uh, the MLB is asking the Oakland A's to start thinking about going to a different town, city, city to uh, to host their ball club. And uh, so, you know, this is just one of those moments where <laughs> when the boss comes up to you, it's like, you really need to start finding another job. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I think I think we all know what's going on. You know what's going on. We know what's going on. Let's start, you know. I think it's time for uh give another town a shot so uh with that said i don't know what uh team is uh, or what city uh is uh, most like you know uh primed for such a club to enter the mlb uh i'll leave that to you guys to maybe think about that uh, i mean I don't, I don't know if uh, there's a memphis situation or if does florida need another one i don't know uh, uh, what? I'm more I'm more than happy to comment on this. So uh, Patrick Maher is another guy on uh, Mad Dog Radio. Uh, they they did a whole round about this. So the uh, the name that's always kind of come up when MLB uh, having an expansion franchise or something uh, to that effect, the name that's always come up traditionally has been Portland as a team that'll a city that'll support their team. But the uh, names that uh, seem to be thrown around uh, Austin, Texas. Um, I, I think we were talking about them hitting two million. So that's putting three teams in Texas. So that's the that's the positive negative of, of that situation. Um, Charlotte and Raleigh have come up. So uh, North Carolina having one. Uh, Charlotte's Triple uh, A team, which is uh, the White Sox feeder team, has a stadium that you could play Major League Baseball in tomorrow. And and so you could uh, you could throw Charlotte out there. You would have another Eastern Time Zone team, which uh, you know clearly the numbers for for Eastern Time Zone uh, teams. Uh, kind of speak for themselves um so those, those are the names that i've seen thrown out uh nashville was another one that came out another uh city that's blowing up um i mean for me of that list uh portland i think sounds the most intriguing and, and some of that's just keeping the team out on the uh the western time zone but uh austin texas you want to talk about uh getting a brand new stadium and all the corporate sponsorship and, and boxes and things of that, that you could possibly want and just a good business situation. Um, if I was betting, I would probably bet on, uh, on Austin. All right. Anyone else have any thoughts just while we're doing the parting shots? Just yeah, I'll always Jacksonville. Jacksonville. All right. There you go. There you I go. just think it's hilarious how the city of Oakland will not put any money into those crappy stadiums. I mean, it's, have you been in that building? No, and I never will. I yeah, have no desire. that is that is one of the worst buildings I've been in. Yeah, I can, I can and, just and, see that every time I watch any sporting event there. Yeah, no, that, that place is a toilet, and it, it's yeah. a toilet that I didn't think had any redeeming qualities. So my one experience uh, with going into that place, I've been told that Raider games were really fun, but I remember going in there, and the second that that last out was recorded – the ushers were in the aisles trying to tell everybody to go walk back through the razor wild wire tunnel to uh, get back on the BART train and get out of there. And uh, we're just like, well, we, we've got half a beer. They're like, that's cool. You got a lot of stadium to walk out of that. That's exactly what they told us. So it was just complete lack of hospitality. Um, I don't know that I've seen a concession stand with less of a sense of urgency. And if you're going to smell like sewer gas is backing up from every single pipe that they have in the building it would be nice to be holding a beer while you're doing it um but they made that as hard as possible <laughs> yeah just well, just not accommodating just not accommodating at all that place is just a, a a pit i mean the other crazy 
rough stadium that I went to the uh, old Islanders stadium, Nassau uh, County Coliseum, that place, uh, that place was awesome. I mean, you had porta potties outside that that you had to use because there just weren't enough facilities. Um, D2 colleges, like where Brian and I went to school, their arena was Mm -hmm. probably bigger concourses than this place. But when you walk into that, that area, where they where they play hockey you see all these uh championship banners in the rafters and you're right on top of the ice and that's probably the best nhl hockey watching situation that i've ever been to uh, so that that place had this uh yeah it's a dump but it's our dump kind of vibe and uh, mm-hmm. oakland has none of that uh, oakland has no redeeming you know value that building doesn't <laughs> it doesn't seem like it so I'm rooting for MLB and uh, yeah, get out of Oakland. <laughs> uh, so Eric, what's your, uh, what's your parting take? <laughs> well, it seems again, NFL's made Kansas city, the whipping post. We have the 11th strongest strength of schedule and the bucks, the super bowl champions are 29th in the league <laughs> at strongest schedule. And of course they set it up so Brady can go to the Super Bowl one more time, one more time. Uh, to me, the biggest thing is, you know, in 2017 to 2019, we shored up our offense. 2020, we shored up defense. Now in 2021, we shored up our offensive line. What else do we have to do? When are they going to start respecting us and giving us, I don't want 11th, maybe 15th, maybe 20th. Why can't we go 28th? We played in the Super Bowl just like the Bucks did. The Bucks' record for the teams they're playing next year, their their record last year was sub five hundred. It's four sixty five. Ridiculous that we continue to get crazy schedules like this, playing the toughest teams. But ho- hopefully, it makes us better in the long run. Yeah. Uh, it- only thing that I'll say to that, I think that there's a little bit of uh, AFC versus NFC here. Uh, we, we clearly play the better conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. I mean, true. Until yeah. the Pro Bowl became a, a joke, uh, AFC always beat the NFC up. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you were just literally picking the best players, there wouldn't be anybody from the NFC. Um, <laughs> the entire <laughs> NFC East. Oh, exactly. yes. it's just like <laughs> no, you don't you don't get to send anybody. It's just like we're, get, we're we're good. We're, we're your sweats just hearing the name. We're we're <laughs> good. Is there uh is there uh is there an NIT version of the Pro Bowl? That we can put the so we're we're gonna we're gonna put the uh the Jags, the Bengals, and the uh uh I, I don't even know who else I would throw out in the uh, Texans. Yeah, the Texans. So we're we're gonna let you pick your best players and uh you're gonna play against uh the best that the uh the nfc east has to offer we're gonna tell them that it's on prime time it's not on prime time um, <laughs> <laughs> the cameras are on <laughs> yeah they're uh they're just like uh they're 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 the uh like one drama that's trying to fit into like nbc's traditional thursday night comedy <laughs> roundup <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Chris, what do you got for final take? Well, I just want to say, Eric, I, I hope that uh, the Bucs do have an easier path to the Super Bowl because that just increases their chances of playing us again. So I would love nothing more than to play the Bucs again next year. I hope it happens. But the biggest thing is I'm tired of them saying, oh, Brady wants this 18-0 or the 20-0 yeah. season. He wants – I want them to lose week one. Just they, week they, one. They're not going to go. Shut it up. Needed. 
Yeah, week so. one they play the Cowboys. I would absolutely week, week love one it. they play the Cowboys. We'll, we'll see what the Mike Cowboys hang it up. They are not going undefeated. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going undefeated. But nope. that's just not how it goes. Uh Chris, what do you got? So I just found out actually today um, that Kenny Maine is going to have his last um, show on ESPN on May 24th. Uh, this was something that kind of hit me because, you know, I grew up watching Sports Center as a kid and a teenager a lot. And Kenny Maine was one of the, the anchors that I got to see a lot, you know, growing up, you know, with Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann and, and Charlie Steiner and, and everyone. Linda Cohn, which I think Linda's still on, but, um, but yeah, so apparently Kenny is stepping away from ESPN because he's not willing to take a pay cut to essentially do the exact same job. So I, I can't blame him at all for that. And he also made a point. So uh, where I found this out, if you have a subscription to the athletic, there's a really good interview that he did uh, with Richard Deitch. Um, basically, you know, saying that a lot of people who have left ESPN have actually gone to bigger, better things, uh, like Dan Patrick. Um, I guess he also pointed out Trey Wingo and some other um, former employees. But, um, but yeah, that, that really hit close to me just because, you know, I remember him, you know, I, I think I remember his first trademark that he used to say was Yahtzee anytime someone hit a home run. And that used to make me laugh. And then, you know, as he um, got further along in ESPN, he started doing, you know, more like, uh, I guess, uh, individual pieces, you know, he had main street and things like that, but main um, event. yeah, main event. That's right. Main so, event. Yeah. That was yeah, great. He was, I just, I loved his dry sense of humor so much, mm -hmm. but what's really cool about Kenny is, um, in 2018, he started a foundation called run freely. And this was actually born out of a personal experience he had. So apparently back in 1980, um, while he was playing football at UNLV, he had a, an ankle injury that just caused him basically chronic pain um, for looks like 17 years. Um, it got to be so much that he had to wear flip-flops going into work because uh, regular shoes would start to wear away his ankle. And he actually came upon this technology um, called the Intrepid Dynamic Exoskeletal Orthrosis. Um, it's, it's some type of technology that actually, uh, some type of a brace that actually took away this chronic pain that he had been feeling for 17 years. It was just a big revelation to him. So he took this a step forward and basically his foundation actually makes this technology available for veterans. Um, where the, the uh, foundation pretty much covers most, if not all, of the cost because uh, the training program itself can be more than $10,000. So I think that's a really cool thing that, uh, you know, the, the Run Freely Foundation founded by Kenny Main does. I just, I think he's a real stand-up guy. Uh, I, I've always found him really funny. And, uh, you know, it's, I do think he's going to go on to bigger and better things. But, uh, but yeah, Kenny Maine's going to be stepping down after 27 years at ESPN by the end of the month. Yeah, that's crazy. I heard that last week. Yeah, yeah huge that. fan of Kenny Maine. Um, what, what's Trey Wingo doing these days? I was a little surprised by that. I don't know. I have to look that up. But he mentioned Trey Wingo by name when he was talking about other uh, ESPN employees going on to bigger and better things. Yeah, because, I mean, to me, it kind of seems like uh, it, it – 
it comes into how you leave ESPN. Cause I, uh, I mean, when I think of somebody going the bigger and better things, the first name that honestly comes to mind for me is Skip Bayless. And he went to Fox sports one to get Stephen A. Smith money. Cause he was never going to get it from ESPN. I think that was a little more merit-based than this one is um, that this sounds very uh, Disney bean counter ish um, the, the way that you're describing it. But uh, I mean, I remember like Bill Simmons was my favorite guy at ESPN mm-hmm. and they, uh, they basically locked him out from doing anything significant for uh, a period of time just because of the way that happened. And uh, I was expecting Dan Lebetard to, you know, land quicker, but yeah. I'm wondering if he he's ma- not. He mentioned Dan Lebetard as well. So yeah, but he I... goes Dan Patrick, Lebetard, Bill Simmons, Trey Wingo are the, the four names he threw out there in his interview. But then again, yeah. I, I guess I have no idea how much money Bill Simmons makes on the ringer. And uh, no. you know, he seems to be, uh, he seems to be enjoying himself. Um, but his, his HBO show I thought was, was interesting. Um, I, I really think that one had a puncher's chance if it wasn't on HBO. Uh, if you would launch it now with the HBO Max thing that's available, I, I think that show might have had a slightly different fate. But um, when you were saying that cryptic or that that word salad of a like ankle thing he got, yeah. I was totally expecting you to say something like he got the cryptic ankle neurological elixir. Like that just spelled cane. He got a cane. Yeah, I got a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this, I get it. It's a joke acronym, that he would tell. I get it. Okay. This yeah. acronym is IDEO, so unfortunately it doesn't do anything that trendy, but yeah. But the way that he would have said it is in 1989, Kenny Maine had... Wheelchair. Yeah. You got the roll around. It made my ankle feel way better. Well, yeah, you're right. sitting down. Of course it will. Tylenol. <laughs> IB IB profene IB IB profene IB profene cortisol uh, All right so so the last thing I have uh, I have got to uh, unfortunately take the mood down a little bit um uh thing thing that I noticed here in, in the past week is uh Colt Brennan died in rehab at 37 um not sure if you guys remember him but from uh from a college football standpoint, he was the quarterback of the, the crazy, awesome Hawaii teams that uh, really shook things up in the uh, like mid early 2000. So 2007, five to 2007 was when he went. And so his senior year, 2007, they uh, went 12 and 0 in the regular season. They played in the Sugar Bowl, which I think that was the BCS era. So they were they were the uh, mid-major, if you will, that crashed the party and um, made their made their way in because they're in the Mountain West, I believe, with uh, San Diego State and so forth. I think you're but, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they uh, they went 12 and 0, and just some of uh, Brennan's stats for that period of time. Um, over the course of his uh, three years, he had 14,000 yards passing, 131 touchdowns over three seasons, and he was uh, completing 70% of his throws. And I remember watching him and just being like, man, this guy airs it out. And this was during the period of time where I think our quarterback room was Damon Hewer, Brody Croyle, and Tyler <laughs> Thigpen. Um, but our defense, I actually looked this team up. So our, our, our team at that point, this was a four and 12 Herm Edwards season that we mm. went through while the uh, Hawaii fighting um, warriors were doing that. And so we had Larry Johnson, Dwayne Bowe, Eddie Kennison, Tony Gonzalez as, as a pro bowler that year with uh, 
our awesome line. And those guys were throwing the ball at, uh, they were getting the ball thrown at him by Damon Heward. <laughs> and uh, that was our situation there. And then meanwhile, our defense had Jared Allen, Derek Johnson, Donnie Edwards, Ty Law, Patrick Sertain, Bernard Carmel Pollard, Jared Page, uh, Tom Bahali. And, and it was just one of those, we had no business going, you know, four and 12 at that period of time. And I remember watching Colt Brennan and being like, man, I, you know, I don't know if this translates to the NFL, but there's, there's just a dreamer in me. that's like, what if Kansas city had a guy that threw like that, you know, what, what would it look like? We would have been, you know, going back to back Super Bowls back then. And uh, you know, that, that, that was a thing that I thought of and he ended up uh, going in the sixth round, which was probably appropriate um, just based on where he was coming out of uh, to, uh, play for what's now called the Washington football team. Um, so he had a couple years there, had some injuries and he uh, ended up bouncing around the uh, UFL. He played for Hartford. He, he played for the uh, AFL arena football league out in LA, but he had a couple stops in uh, Canada. Uh, so never really, you know, got an, got an NFL or pro football career, you know, ever really going, it just didn't work out, but um, he had some trouble. He originally tried to go to school at Colorado and got thrown out of school. Um, this was back in the day when uh, Colorado, um, it, it seems like every, um, every athlete they had was kind of a, a, a risk for bad um, PR, if you will. And so he, uh, he got thrown out on probably something that shouldn't have necessarily gotten him, immediately dismissed but it was it, it was bad enough looking and it was unclear enough that uh, he ended up getting dismissed from the program but uh, in, in his post time and and it seems like through most of his life uh, he had substance abuse problems and so the the guy was an addict and so he was in rehab and um, they found him unconscious and uh, he ended up dying a couple of days later and uh, you know for anybody that's got a family that has addicts in it you know that there's just absolutely nothing you can do but sit there and uh watch and hope that everything works out the way that it's supposed to um you can't beat somebody's addiction for him and uh you know the the quote from his dad was was just disappointing because it seemed like everything was going well until all of a sudden it wasn't and uh you know they found him unconscious and he ended up dying but 37 years old so uh definitely feel for his family and um you know, hope they're in as good a place as possible and that, uh, you know, Colts at, at peace as much as uh, he can be. But um, it, it was definitely fun watching him for the for the few years that he was out in Hawaii. So <clears throat> anyway, um, so uh, Brian, why don't you tell us a joke so we don't have to end on that note? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reflecting on the fact that he's 37 and I'm 37. Like the idea of checking out now, I was like, oh, geez, that would be I mean, just a, a rough one there. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, got it. Don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the joke I always tell when someone says, tell me a joke. Okay. I got it. Okay. I'll get through it as fast as I can. We've been going for an hour and a half. We're almost there. Let's land this plane. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, young couple. Uh, it is a, a young woman, probably 21, dating in college. This dude, he's younger. Also, he's a religious dude, though. He's kind of, he's really religious, but cool dude hanging out a young daughter brings him to meet her parents home for dinner okay so they're all having the family dinner meeting the boyfriend for the first time and then it's time for the, the go away the husband uh the father and the young man go you know into this den the women go uh do their thing they're in there and the father goes to the young religious boy he goes 
Hey, uh, so things are getting kind of uh, serious between you and my daughter. So how do you think, uh, how do you plan on providing for my daughter if you plan this going forward? He just goes, uh, God will provide. The father's like, okay, that's great and all, but seriously, how are you going to take care of my daughter? He goes, God will provide. And the father's like, okay, fine. So like two hours later, the, the father and the mother are in the kitchen cleaning up and the, and the, the mother goes, so how did your, uh, your conversation go with our daughter's new boyfriend? And he goes, oh, great. Apparently he thinks I'm God. <laughs> that's great <laughs> oh that's incredible that's incredible all right all right well uh like brian said uh we've been going at this for an hour and a half we uh we tackled the big bear of the entire chief schedule um this is a fun one guys so uh to arrowhead kingdom good night and we'll see you next week have a great weekend guys Peace. Peace.